0: hello (laughs) welcome back to the disorderly pod with nicole and annika hi
1: guys welcome back it's been a little while eh Eh? Eh? brought to you by some (laughs) lovely wine you've missed so much that we're now canadian (laughs) hey we both live Um, in canada i've been waiting to do this until we started the pod so i can get the sound on what a delightful sound (laughs) that's nice that's how you know this is my first sip of wine so I should be pretty level-headed this whole time I cheated I poured a glass and I didn't even end up drinking any of it until I was walking up the stairs to come do this but you know one of my favorite sayings if you're not cheating you're not trying I apply that to many things in life (laughs) I uh made a casserole for dinner tonight Oh, casserole. That's how, a, as Schmidt from New Girl says, that's how a casserole.
0: <laughs> so it was nacho average casserole. <laughs> oh, God. It was a, a white sauce, green chili chicken enchilada casserole. Fuck me
1: up. I don't even <sighs> eat chicken, but I would still, I'd probably deep throat it. I don't know. <sighs>
0: okay, so I kind of messed up a little bit. Cause the, you know, cause shout out to Pinterest, as we find everything on Pinterest, mm-hmm. I found this recipe because I love the white sauce chicken enchiladas. Yes. Um, and so I was like, oh, I have to find a recipe. I was like, they must, they can't be that hard. And so I did. And I got all the stuff, which first of all, shout out to Instacart. Cause I love it. Except for the fact <laughs> when you order everything to the wrong address,
1: oh no did you do that whose address
0: did you order it to to my house in Chandler and so shut up that's like 35 minute drive right yeah and so I and I had just gotten up here like an hour prior and I was like oh I'm gonna make these for dinner because it's just been like my dad at home so I've been hanging out with him because my mom's up in Oregon oh and um so I was like yeah like I'm gonna make these enchiladas because You know, he's always going to be nice with no matter what I make. Yeah. He always makes me feel like I have the best cooking in the world. He's like, this is delicious. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and we've been talking about like, what do we want to make? And I'm like, oh, I want to try that. So I did. And the only thing, okay. So I kind of messed up because I made the like chicken part of it too. So you put sour cream and cream of chicken soup in it. And I put like the whole container of both in it. So it was like super like kind of soupy. You're only supposed to put a portion. Well, yeah, but the. The freaking recipe didn't tell me how much. It just said like, oh, you need a can of like soup, uh, sour cream, just a sour cream.
1: Well, that's some bullshit.
0: So I was like, I don't, and I should have looked at the picture to see that the chicken was a little bit like more dry than what I had it, but it was still, I mean, I cooked it. The taste was delicious, but I just put it in a bowl and ah, it was kind of a soup. <laughs> yeah soup. casserole
1: soup soup, and I just <laughs> ate it with some
0: tortilla chips and so it was phenomenal but okay
1: I love doing that I do that with like chilies and stuff I always eat it with tortilla chips I eat anything with yeah. tortilla chips. I can really live off tortilla chips if I'm being honest oh
0: yeah so the taste 10 out of 10 but well good it was too runny so I'm gonna try it again Look and at I you. couldn't like shred my up. chicken
1: so I just kind of had two
0: chicken you should so um, how, how are you doing is your time
1: ticking at work what's going on fucking a this week is I don't know about you but this week is going by so slow and I'm yes. just getting more and more over it as time goes on but it's fine it's fine it's not I think it's because like... you see
0: the finish line too
1: yeah and it's really just creeping slowly towards me I feel like I'm running a marathon
0: yeah and then you're just like already your your attitude is like I'm already on summer vacation but like yeah. you're still sitting in class so yeah like, you're exactly. like I'm already gone. Like, you're not going to get quality work out of me. Because <laughs> what are you going to do? Fire me?
1: <laughs> I love using I that. already quit. <laughs> yeah. I I feel like it's like having finals as a senior and then having like three more weeks of class after finals. It's just like, what am I fucking doing here? Yeah. Like, what's the point? What are you going to give me a test on this? No, I already <laughs> have finals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm just getting my participation points
0: right now. <laughs> All right. Um, like for me on the other hand, work has been so fucking busy and I'm just like, I can't even keep it straight. She's just, a go girl. She's just, go I go I like go, go. leave work and I'm just brain dead.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I'm not a fan of that feeling, but sometimes you feel really, uh, what is it? Productive that way.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And the day goes by quicker. But like yesterday I was driving home from work and it was like my back hurt. And your back I, hurt. From just like sitting in the chair, my chair all day. And I just was like, oh like this is terrible. And I was sitting there. And I was just like, I it was like a lot of the time I'll drive home with nothing on the radio, just <laughs> yeah. dead silence. And That's I'm how like, you
1: know it was a long, long day.
0: <laughs> I'm like, I don't have the energy to even put something on the the car radio. I was gonna yeah. say radio, but I don't listen to the radio. <laughs>
1: I do sometimes, only if I'm going from a short distance to a, another destination, and I'm like, yeah. I don't have the energy to find a song to put on. I'm just gonna let the radio take it away. And usually it's commercials, and I just turn it off because I'm annoyed. Yeah,
0: that's my mom's car. I can't like it's hard to hook up my phone, so I just listen to the radio in her car. <laughs> my car's like you just plug it in, and yeah, it's boot
1: like scoot by <laughs> boot scoot boogie, boot scoot uh, boogie. Yeah. So I'm drinking a new wine today. I want to hear about it. What, it okay, so I'm going to just jump the gun here. You have a subscription. What is your subscription wine box? I do.
0: I have Bright Cellars. Cool. I actually really like them. So mm-hmm. what you do is you obviously you go in, you take a quiz. What do you like? They kind of say you like, oh, do you like sweeter? Ch- like, Do you like milk chocolate? Do you like dark chocolate? Do you like red meat or do you like chicken? Do you like, you know, like kind of. Mm-hmm. asks you questions to kind of get where your like palate is I which I like milk chocolate more than like dark chocolate but that I was like I said dark chocolate because like, <laughs> I don't want sweet wine yeah <laughs> so, yeah,
1: yeah yeah that's and then, fair. You, put,
0: and then and you can say like I want all reds I want mostly reds one or two whites or I want half and half or yeah. I want mostly whites so on and so nice I put um mostly reds and then a few whites and I get six bottles a month and, um, I really like it. I have a discount code, so I can post it tomorrow when we air this and yeah. on Instagram. So, and you get, I think it's 60% off, um, of your first, I had stay tuned. I got to figure out exactly what it is, but it's
1: probably like 60% off your first, your first and then, yeah. but then and you then have to like sign up for the subscription. Yeah. And That's cool. So, I don't think it's, it's very little, much monthly no. anyways, like without the, the.
0: Yeah. So, discount. um, you get 60% off their first order. And then, um, that's like, for me, it was like, I think like $49 for six bottles. That's awesome. Which, and then now, and then now I pay, like, I think it's around like 90 to a hundred dollars a month, mm-hmm. but I get wine. So, and I'm someone that I don't know if you can relate to this, but I go and I just pick up my same bottle of wine because, yeah. I have like anxiety. It's like the same thing at being at a restaurant and ordering something you've never eaten before. Like what if I don't like it? Like I'm nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I open this bottle of wine and I hate it, I'm gonna be pissed. Like I'm I'm looking forward to going home with this bottle of wine and drinking it and enjoying it.
1: Yeah, so I could not agree more. I'm definitely a creature of habit when it comes to my orders and like my wine bottles that I get. Like, I when I go to Trader Joe's, I get the same two or three every single time. Usually the same yeah. one, but sometimes I'll switch it to like a different one or two. Save especially like Trader Joe's because they like kind of veer off and like they can have funky wines. And so you're like,
0: I don't know, I don't want to get some funky wine that I don't. Yeah,
1: like. yeah. Especially if you're only getting one bottle and you're just like, what? This is kind of my fate for the night. If I start drinking this and it's shit, what am I supposed to do? Just not yeah. drink? Yeah, right. Or you have so, to really like muscle it down. Yeah.
0: So this actually it's actually really cool because I love it because they come with these little cards, which I actually got thrown away now. It's kind of sad because mm. I normally keep them, but my mm-hmm. not threw them away. Um, so this one is a palette knife. It's a Bordeaux, Bordeaux okay. product of France. And so they send you not even oh, just uh-huh. wine in the US, it's like all over. And then they send you cards with each label on it and then tells you on the back what the wine is, what it pairs with. And they're they're kind of funny on there and everything. So it tells you kind of like what So like if you're having like a chicken dinner and then Mm -hmm. you a white one, you know, could pair well with it. So I like it. It's good. And I've been really enjoying their box and it's really exciting because their boxing is really cute. And every month when it comes, I get so excited. Yeah. And Cause you get there's to like,
1: explore new wine. There's a convenience factor too, where it's just like a little treat for yourself where you don't have to go to the store. Yeah. You could be coming home from work and it's just on your doorstep. Ta-da.
0: Yeah. And like you drink wine that you wouldn't normally drink. Like I would never get a yes. Bordeaux or
1: whatever. I think that is yeah. the biggest appeal with the subscription wine boxes is that like you do get to try a variety and they probably each time they send you a box, they send you a, a new variety. So it's not like they're sending like the same different ones that you don't usually buy at the store. It's like this month, it's one like variety of six mm-hmm. and the next month it'll be a different variety of six. Exactly. Yeah. And so, nice. and
0: if you like a bottle, you can, um, favorite it or buy it again. Mm. So like, if it's like, oh, I really liked this wine. And then they ask you, ask you like, what do you like about it? Like, do you like the body? Do you like the flavor or the sweetness, whatever? And so you like put that out. And so then they're like, oh, you like this wine? Then you would like this wine.
1: That's so, a neato bandito yeah. freaking factor. I love, yeah. I love that. I sellers
0: sellers. So yeah. hit it up. I'll, I'll post my
1: link and love order it. wine.
0: <laughs> I mean, at least use a 60% off because six bottles of wine for, you know, yeah. cheap, might as well.
1: If you don't do that, then you're just literally an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. What if you're buying wine for yourself? Might as well get it for cheap. We will shame you if you spend full (laughs) price for something you could have gotten 60% off with.
0: Yeah, and bright <laughs> sellers sponsor us please. Yeah, please. <laughs>
1: I will Love promote you
0: <laughs> all the time.
1: <laughs> I know. I uh I know that people when they do pick like let's just say we like hit it big, you're supposed to pick like sponsorships that you truly like believe in. So it's yeah. if you know, people that listen or people that follow along if they don't um actually believe in the product, it's like the people listening, the people that follow you know, they know that you're not being genuine and so it just like all over just hurts everything. So you're just like Yeah
0: like something I don't care about I'm like oh and I'm reading a script and I just like I don't know anything about this I don't like this and yeah just me. I drink a lot of wine and trust me would not promote wine I don't like
1: yeah me too (laughs) just know that if and when we do get sponsored by people and companies (laughs) um it's going to be for things that we do believe in so just you heard it here first don't get it twisted we're not just trying to think
0: of something that we didn't wouldn't
1: like I wouldn't like a mustard sponsored ship. I'd be like, no, thank you.
0: You know what came to my mind, but you would probably like, which just was the first thing that popped into my mind.
1: What? Tofu. I love tofu.
0: I know. That's why I said you'd probably like
1: it. (laughs) If it was soft tofu, I'd be like, no. All my veggies out there. Extra firm tofu. I'd be like, yeah, bitch, sponsor me up. (laughs) Extra firm is where it's at. I need Uh, to get extra firm abs. That's what I need to get. Oh, God. Don't come at me with that. (laughs) In there. I Um,
0: have exciting news.
1: Ooh, I would love to hear it.
0: I started listening to a book on tape. Are you proud of me? If you know me out there, I don't read. Tell us
1: about it. It doesn't have to be the book of the week, but what's it called? Are you like, or at least just tell us if you're liking it. Yeah, I do. I
0: like it. So Mm -hmm. my mom had like an Audible account, and for some reason, I was able to like get on. Like she doesn't have like the membership part, but she has like a library. So I like somehow got. I don't know if it's because we all share like an Apple, but I like got on there, and there was like a bunch of books already downloaded. And I have a commute to work, and I already listen to podcasts. And I was like, I would love to listen to books, and so. I went on there and I started, you are a badass and I'm really enjoying it. Cause especially in the mornings, like I take my Adderall before I leave. And then like, yeah. and my brain, like comes alive. And like, I love listening to podcasts and Yay. thinking about things. And so I have loved it so far. Sometimes I can't listen. To, I have to turn it off at night because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not paying attention, but yeah. I do one quote that I liked from it that stood out to me. Okay. Um,
1: I want to hear it. A so,
0: quote. um, it was if you are depressed, you're living in the past. If you're anxious, you're living in the future. And if you're at peace, you're living in the present.
1: Mm-hmm. That is really sweet. It's very accurate too. Because yeah. Oftentimes when you're when you're anxious, you're, you know, you're freaking out about things that haven't happened yet and that might never happen. So it's like always in the future. So it's like you mm-hmm. just that's another way to like bring yourself back to the present moment and be like okay I'm feeling anxious that must mean I'm thinking about the future let me just yeah. take a step back get back to where I'm at right here right now and you can't control the future like you can't
0: you know there's you things that can't you can't control. And can't control and I just like heard that and I was like it just wow like it really makes you think of things like you can't change the past
1: yeah
0: you can maybe try to you know form your future with like decisions but you can't really change can't the future control. Yeah. yeah you, you can't control it. Yeah. And so it just really makes you think like, wow, you need to just be present in the moment and like, actually be like, all right, this is, I'm, I'm cool with where I'm at. And you take every second at a time mm-hmm. and you can't be anxious about what the future is going to hold because you have no idea what tomorrow holds. So yeah.
1: And you also can't liberal. dwell on the past, but you, exactly. yeah. And I think, uh, you know, let's say there is something that happened in your past that you're not like at peace with. I think journaling is a great way to kind of better um, change your relationship with the event that happened in the past. So it's like, you still can't change the event that happened, but you can become, um, you can change your outlook on it and change how you look back at that memory and be like, this used to bring me a lot of pain and suffering. But now that I'm like, now that I've really processed it and fully understood where I'm at with this memory, like I can actually move on and look back at this memory now with like more of um more of like a head nod like a sup bro because like a like, learning opportunity yeah you know it's yeah. like what did you learn yeah exactly and um. so
0: i'm speaking of journaling like a couple of my girlfriends we all have a group chat and mm-hmm. every week we've been doing a journal entry and we all just type what we think and what we're struggling with shut and- up that's the cutest fucking thing yeah. i've ever heard yeah and so maddie our little teacher friend, she will, um, write out a subject and then everybody replies, like, what are we working on mentally, physically, emotionally? And it just brings us all together. And I've never been one that journals. Yeah. And so I'm like, it honestly, like the other day made me feel so good to just like get off and like talk about things. Cause I am dealing with a lot of things right now, obviously I know everyone is, but, and so it's good just to like chit chat and know that and then I wrote mine before I even went back and read everybody's and like a lot of us were going through the same thing. So
1: oh, that yeah. connection serves such a great value for, for your healing about whatever's going on. Like connection is fucking everything. Uh, Literally. what is it? Was it? Christopher McCandless says that it's an into the wild. He says this quote and he says something along the movie. lines. <laughs> I like that movie. This <laughs> is something along the lines of like, um you know happiness is nothing without human connections like happiness means nothing unless you're able to connect with somebody so yeah Take I like from that. chris mccannless i like that so alexander super tramp i need my <laughs> cat after alexander super tramp i was going through a phase you have a cat uh my
0: old cat yeah oh i was like since <laughs> i'd known you i don't think i didn't know you had a cat
1: my cat from high school i wanted to get a cat i am still not get a cat but i don't know you know what
0: cat i think about all the time is the cat from henry house what was that cat's name uh, uh the cat was the sweetest cat and i loved it it was tim's cat Yes, and I was uh, like, I love this cat, and I don't know if it's alive, but I like connected he, with that little thing. All I
1: remember is that he fucking loved that cat.
0: Yeah, and he the cat would go in and out of the window.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, in that little back what bedroom. A house. What a house! Um, the Henry House. And we've talked about it a couple times on here, but it was the college house that we all we all got together at. It was the party house for our friend group, and it was That's so much that. fun. But it was also a shit show. It was a total shit show that's where it all started did you hear phoebe 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 i think that's it (laughs) oh
0: i hope you're alive out there phoebe hope you're doing well
1: wasn't it dylan didn't he tackle a barbecue on the porch of henry house wearing like a (laughs) uh, blonde wig and then
0: what was that uh Casey slapped Spencer across his face
1: yeah Lauren and Casey tried to or they accidentally left the hose on I guess like they caught like the trash can on fire so they brought it outside and tried to hose it off and then forgot to turn off the hose and the hose (laughs) was running for like two weeks straight and their water bill was like a thousand (laughs) dollars
0: oh my god it was literally just chaos in that house all the time it just like was the grossest house oh there was like black mold growing in the fucking bathroom
1: believe it or not i've been to grocer
0: grosser college man (laughs) i've like showered in that shower and i'm just like i'm like looking up at the ceiling like that is not okay like no one should be living in this no it's it's just the rotation of people was my favorite Uh, like i'm like is anyone actually on the lease of this right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was Drew, I think, was the only person that was actually on the lease.
1: I think you're right.
0: Everyone and everybody just... just rotated. Like someone
1: would move out, someone would move in. Yeah. Someone would move out, someone would move in, and it was yeah. just like a continuous. But they were, we were all friends. <laughs> I think when uh, when Dane moved in there, we were all sitting on the roof of the house, and we were just all oh, yeah. beers, like on the roof, and we just like throw him a beer, and almost like hits him in the head, and he's like, "Thanks." <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I love
0: that house. I loved sitting on the
1: roof. I know. I have so yeah. many
0: pictures up there.
1: <laughs> that house was fucking nuts. Um, I think Tanner when he lived there like Lauren and I, Lauren used to live there my sister and then she didn't but Lauren and I would still just be there all the time and then one time Tanner was just like we were just chilling on the couch. It was like midday and he comes home from class and he's like I love how you guys just don't live here and no one invites you here but you always <laughs> just show up. <laughs> and it was like rude but thanks yeah literally <laughs> rude but it's not gonna change <laughs> yeah I ain't going nowhere yeah that's just how it this is how it be sometimes
0: miss having the like friends like college to where you could just go over to someone's house and hang out and just like you would like you lived in a town with like so many friends that you could just hit up anybody yeah. it's just not like that anymore and it's like your friends are so like few and far between and it's like they live so far away and it's like in a college town you literally like in the dorms when I was
1: bored you just go knock on someone's door
0: yeah 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 you like hey what are you doing want to hang out and you just I- go in and sit in
1: their dorm room <laughs> seriously or you just like send a snapshot and you're like hey who wants to grab who wants to drink and then you'll probably get like five responses being like me 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 <laughs> Employed. yeah exactly i know what a time to fucking be alive it was before it was when we could all be alcoholics without actually having to call ourselves alcoholics yeah right <laughs> really? the social norm yeah exactly fuck um okay i was thinking about this because uh okay. what <laughs> this might be T- tmi but I love the, it. <laughs> the reason, like, part sometimes part of the reason I would always be at Henry House is because I was hooking up with some guy that lived there. And so, like, I was always just the you just show up, you're just like there, and you're just like, well, I'm just here. I think it's also in a new girl episode where, um, where Jess, Jessica Day, she has to, she's like at this wedding, and then, uh, Winston just tells her to just like, just be there just be there because this other girl was like trying to hit on the guy that she was trying to hit on and then she was he was like just be there and you know what he'll probably end up going home with you at the end of the night and that was like kind of like my my strategy for <laughs> for when, like. well yeah. I'm there <laughs> <laughs> but, oh weird fancy how that happens yeah and then I was thinking I was like no it'd be a funny little um a little question for you what is the craziest fucking thing that you have ever done to like to a guy or like when you are like getting with some guy either to like either to hang out with him or if you were already dating and you did something batshit crazy
0: well I am fucking nuts (laughs) me too
1: so gosh I gotta think about
0: this for a second here I'm like what crazy shit
1: I've done some real crazy shit but I'll tell you one that off the top of my head I was dating this guy and this was like in my early 20s and <laughs> I was very insecure because he kind of made me insecure. And like, you know, I didn't get much reassurance. Yes, I get that. Yeah. And so I was just like, I was always just on this, in this illusion that he was like cheating on me or like trying to hook up with like other girls or like whatever it might be, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, so I would always like go through his phone. And first of all, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> well, maybe you should, because you then you'll
0: find out your boyfriend's cheating on you with your best friend. Maybe. <laughs> old boyfriend, old best friend. Yeah, 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 no longer
1: in the picture either. Right? One. Yeah, for a good reason, clearly. But Tough, I- that happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> I went through his phone and I find this number, or I find this girl's name that I don't recognize. Let's just say it was Megan. And then in the thread, I start scrolling, 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 and there's just like pictures of his ex-girlfriend in the thread. And in my brain, I was pretty drunk, and I was like. Oh my God. He's been texting this girl underneath. He's been texting his ex-girlfriend underneath somebody else's name in his phone under Megan's name in his phone. So I wouldn't notice. And they he like, she like sends him pictures of what she's doing and like all this shit. So that's where my brain went and he was asleep and he was fast asleep. It was like the wee hours of the morning and I'm still drunk. And I just start screenshotting, 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 and I send it all to myself. And then I start texting her and I go, Hey, like, I what did I say? It was like, hey, babe, like, oh my god, miss you. Just like trying to get more stuff out of the text thread.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. Responding,
1: and she was like, hey, like, what's up? Like, wasn't you know, kind of was being like, the fuck? Why is he calling me, babe, and like all this shit? And I was just like, oh my god, I miss you. I can't wait to hang out again. Just like trying to fish for information, and then. And so I screenshot all this to myself and then I just leave. I just leave and I go, I don't think I can go to like a hotel or something like that. Cause it was at my house. So I leave this guy at my house with all of his like texts fucked. And I like killed his phone with me doing all the screenshot and texting and snooping that like he woke up and his phone and said I was gone. He eventually like finds a way to get home, goes home, charges his phone, sees everything I did. And he's just like, what the and I am still just like livid at this point but it turns out this. it turns out it was his ex-girlfriend's like best friend and the texts were like really old and he just never deleted his texts and it was from when they were actually dating and I was never I even in the picture
0: love that well first of all I get I've gone through lots of phones I do and I could say one time I went through in the middle of the night um went through my boyfriend's phone and uh there was OnlyFans in his email there was email Uh and I found it and Uh I woke him up in the middle of the night and I was like what the fuck is this (laughs) and and they was just like no I mean he felt bad and I was like I'm fucking leaving you yeah like, and fuck, yeah. Fans, fuck you you're gonna pay for fuck that, that shit?
1: guy yeah and I'm like give me that money are you kidding it's like and, it's way more personal when it's something like that it's not like this random like porn star on a video of someone that you'll yeah, never meet or like will never exactly never know that's so, what
0: and so that's where I was going through his phone and I started to go through the email and then I found that <sighs> Leslie but I always find things all right yeah I find things that I don't like Yeah,
1: it's not our fault. We're just trying to live our lives, and these guys be scheming and we be fishing, we be finding it.
0: Yeah, I definitely have like shown up to places where I knew boys were gonna be and tried to trap them and be like, oh my god, hey, like hookups that like didn't text me, but I'm like, oh my god, like crazy, I'm coming over with this person.
1: dude like yes. there was a
0: party house so I my friend was dating a boy that was like best friends with them so I just yeah i over there oh hey yeah that happens we've Wait, all you done it
1: here? I didn't know that I didn't know that <laughs> that's so weird when did you move in they're like um I've been here <laughs> with me before <laughs> you knew I fucking lived here you freak uh yeah no we've all been there I I'm not proud of the things I've done when I was oh, younger gosh. I'm and- like a psycho though So I get fucking crazy. I'm just like
0: texting. Oh, if I don't get like a text back right away, I'm like text, 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 text. And I'm like going off and I start to have a panic attack. And
1: the other Mm -hmm. night I had a
0: panic attack. I don't even remember what it was about, but I just like started blowing up Yeah. and Drew was ducking, doing something at home, not on his phone. And I was like freaking out and texting him. And I ended up driving home and, and being just because like, you
1: were like, What's going on? And you're yeah, like, and you he was just like not
0: engaging because he's like, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna fight with you, and you're literally like being insane right now. So he's just not replying, which made me even more mad. And so my mom, we had to like get something from the house. Oh, I wanted him to meet me halfway from my oh. parents' house to to our house, and so um he wasn't he didn't want to do it because he's like I've been drinking and I was mm-hmm. like what the fuck and then I like started blowing up and then um my which mom which is a and I, pretty like,
1: fair reason to not want to meet you halfway
0: yeah. and so I was like okay well like we're coming down there or whatever and like I was driving and I was like throwing a fit and like crying and my mom's like pull over like you can't drive and so I get in the passenger seat I was like I'm so fucking pissed off I'm so done with him my mom's like honey like you don't need to get so mad about this like yeah but when you're like going just and like I was like
1: beating 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 and you're just like your mind's racing and you're not getting any peace of mind from like reassurance of anything like that's just where your brain goes I think we've just been kind of accustomed to learning that most men are shady pieces of shit and so like when one's not being a shady piece of shit and just isn't on his phone we're just like nope can't be true can't be yeah. true
0: he's I he's up to no don't good don't trust men
1: and which I have a reason to I've been cheated on in a lot of relationships yeah so. yeah I'm like you
0: have a trauma response a pretty like yeah and I'm yeah. like poor Drew which Drew would never cheat on me ever and so I'm like but every single time I'm still like Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you doing? Who's
1: gonna be there? Like, yeah,
0: I'm just I, psycho about it because I
1: don't so trust men. I love that we went into this because it leads me right into the book of, book the, of week. the week. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Um, and I know we're kind of early for book of the week, but we could talk about it and then talk about other things. Yeah. Um, but this is just such a perfect segue. So, the book of the week this week it is one that I was really curious about because one of the theories in it really speaks to me and so it's called attached by Amir Levine MD and Rachel Heller MA and it's about the three different attachment styles secure anxious and avoidant have you heard of this before Nika
0: um no I haven't but I'm intrigued because I'm all of the above (laughs)
1: or insecure right (laughs) so I mean honestly that's that's how most people are they're usually a combination of a couple of them um so I think what I'm like a little bit of all three I think but mostly avoidant a little bit anxious and then like a little bit more than anxious and more secure but anyways let me get into it because the way I found out about it was that I was explaining like this this way that my mind works like um where sometimes like Zane will get back from fire and I'm just like I kind of don't talk to him for like a couple hours like almost just like you left me I had to like be on my own for like a week or two and now I just don't I like have to relearn to be around you and I was explaining this and then my friend who is a therapist she goes um have you heard of the attachment styles and I was like what and she's like this sounds a lot like avoidant attachment um it's and she goes into this example so there was an experiment done like back in the day you know when people always experimented shit on babies and it was where a mother would be with her baby in a room and they were and the baby would be playing and then the mother would leave the room and then one baby let's say where there's three babies total One baby would be clearly pissed, but then like relieved when their parent returns and then like slowly becomes less upset as as long as their parent stays nearby. And then the second baby, the parent would leave and the baby would be kind of upset. But when the parent returned, the baby was like, fuck you. I'm not fucking talking to you. You fucking left me, bitch. And then the third baby would have like their parent leave and they'd be a little upset. But then the parent would come back and the the baby would be like, oh, hi, everything's fine. I'll act all normal. And so that leads us into like the three attachment styles, which is anxious, avoidant and secure that first baby being the anxious one where he's like his mom leaves and he freaks the fuck out and he like can't get over it and it takes him a long time to get over it when the mom does return avoidant, which is me when Zane returns and I'm just like, you left me I have I want nothing to do with this (laughs) And then (laughs) secure is just like, you know what we all aspire to be so. Let's talk about insecure attachment styles first and keep in mind, it's normal to be a combination of two or three, probably more so two, but I mean, you know, you never know everyone's different. So anxious attachment style is pretty common. And I think what Anika and I have been describing in this episode is us having (laughs) pretty anxious attachment styles (laughs) and they get a bad rap for being like clingy and secure. Like they crave intimacy. They're always like hanging on to their boyfriends. (laughs) You're like checking all of the boxes. Yeah, dude. Okay. So in relationships, they often let the other person set the tone and are worried about scaring them away. Um, you know, and then some examples in adult relationships is like calling your boyfriend over and over again. If they're out with their friends and they'll pick up their phone Me. and you Me. freak out that they're cheating on you when like they're just busy with their friends. And then, or maybe you just started dating we'll keep- a guy. <laughs> or maybe you started dating a guy who doesn't give you much time of day so you'll cancel plans just in case like plans with your friends So that you're like let's say your friends wanted to go out but you were hoping this guy was gonna hit you up so you cancel your plans just in case they call there's a taylor swift song that goes and i cancel my plans just in case you call and then meet me behind them all you know that one <laughs> so yeah. much for, for That's me. One. all of us you're just like making me like Your anxious attachment it's okay so are um, so many fucking people um yeah and then so you cancel your plans like just in case they call you and like want to hang out and then you obsess over your phone checking everything to see what they're up to if they texted you like if they're posting their story and then when they do text you eventually you keep track of how long it took them to respond to your text and you try to make like the same amount of time to text them back um, when we have an insecure attachment style, and we come triggered by yeah. maybe your man being sketchy and dodging your calls, and your attachment system in your brain becomes activated because like you feel like your safety is threatened, and yes, safety in the relationship, but like also let's go back to prehistoric safety when we'd be in dangerous situations like freaking lions were chasing us, and we discovered, you know there was like something looming around the corner but to feel safe we would rely on the the tribe we were with like the people we were with and that we kept closest to us to protect us when we had our backs turned or we're like whatever it may have been and so when our attachment system in our brain is activated we typically have what's called a protest behavior as a kid you know like those babies in that study we might scream and yell and cry and like like reach out for our moms to help us but um as an adult we might post a bunch of thirst traps on her story if the dude we want attention from is ignoring us and we like try to provoke jealousy in hopes that we'll get what we want for them to like text us or for them to be like hey what are you doing tonight you know yeah (laughs) and so for anxious attached people once their attachment system and their brain um is like activated they can't calm down until they actually feel safe again so like for you, you needed Drew to like meet you halfway and like for in order for you to feel safe again and for you to like be able to calm down. But you weren't getting that. And so like you just you could physically could not calm down. It's not your yeah. fault. <laughs> and,
0: Literally. Until I yeah. sat there and then we yelled at each other and he's like, You're insane. And I'm like, You're right, I am insane. And then I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Then we met, well, then we talked it out. And then I was like, okay, I love you. Bye. Yeah.
1: And for anxious, <laughs> after that, people, I was like, I'm going to
0: see a therapist.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. So for anxious attached people, like this is so strongly inhabited in your brain. Like, actually, all anxious attached people, your brains react more strongly with the thoughts of loss and take a much longer time than the people with secure or avoidant attachment styles to return to calm and like homeostasis to be like, okay, I'm fine. Um, Unfortunately, Can I ask a question really yeah. quick
0: um do you and you can totally say no because I wouldn't expect you to know but do you like what do you why does this happen with people is it just past relationships is it like because like the way you were raised is it like what do you think goes into it
1: he talks about this in the book and he I don't think he really like pinpoints it or they talk about this in the book I don't think they really pinpoint it but they do say it could have to do with like previous relationships sometimes like there used to be um parenting like books and everything that would tell you to like leave your kid for like hours if they're just crying just let them cry it out you know like Like you yeah yeah like um and then there's other like parenting books that say like no like go attend to your child you know and like I think typically and I could be fucking wrong so I hope I'm not but I think typically the parents that like tended to their like crying baby and everything they became like more secure and then the people that kind of like had to figure it out on their own even though they were just babies like maybe they were like left to cry and it's like it's not the parents fault they didn't know better they were just trying to abide by this like parenting book you know but Mm -hmm. I think it had something to do with that. And then also like literally just our own experiences in relationships. Like,
0: I think it's really cool. I have one more comment and I'm sorry that I keep interrupting you, but I think like, it is so crazy to me to think that every little thing about us and like, what makes us is like experiences and like, like, when raising a child, like, it is so critical, like, every little thing, like, you Mm -hmm. teach them, the way you raise them, the way you talk to them, what you put around them, like, the examples you set, literally, and, like, some people are like, oh, whatever, like, they won't, like, remember this, like, they can't talk yet, or whatever, like, every little thing is, like, so crucial to what they're going to be like through their whole life, like, Mm -hmm. if you're, in an abusive relationship and you're yelling and screaming in front of your kid and your kid's not going to know anything more than you want it like to be stuck in that relationship or like you know and i'm just like little things like that it's just like it's just crazy to me like if you think about it you're like why is this person this way
1: you're a product of your upbringing like yeah that you didn't, you really didn't have much control about it. It's very, I love how much this all intertwines because it's very much similar to like Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell or like, um, the previous book that we read, uh, I can't remember the name right now. It's
0: all just so interesting because it's like, (laughs) literally you have like, you think about something or like, but I, I like, like that I've gotten to the point where like, I think about something like someone that I'm close with or like the reason why they act a certain way. And if it's making me upset, I'm like, it's not their fault. Like the way I know it's because this was the way that this happened, you know, and so, but anyways, yeah. right. no, I just had to say really, that cause I like, it blows my mind. <laughs> no, it
1: is really interesting. And that's why um, even in this book, a lot of healing within yourself like has to come from a lot of self-awareness and a lot of reflecting and being like, oh, well, this is how I was raised. This is how my mom treated me. This is how my dad treated me. Like, of course I'm going to react this way in these like adult situations because that's just what I remember. But like, you have to really become aware and reflect. And even like, sometimes, I don't know, sometimes go to therapy sometimes there's like many different like therapeutic tricks to um not tricks but strategies to like uncovering these like really deeply embedded and like hidden memories within yourself that you can't remember off the top of your head you'd think that your childhood was all like playing outside on the in the street and you know playing kickball and you know going to your buddy's house but really there's like a lot of shit that probably molded how you react to relationships and other things in life today they're yeah. interesting Okay, back to the book. To the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, and So like I was saying, like anxious, pe- anxious attachment people, your brains react more strongly with lots of loss and take like a, a longer time than people with secure or avoidant styles to return to homeostasis. And unfortunately, anxious attachment people usually get addicted to these highs and lows. Then they start to associate passion and their activated attachment systems for love, which it's not. True love is really peace of mind. So then, when they finally meet somebody who gives them the time of day they desire, and they really wanted in a relationship, like a secure attachment person would, they mistake it for being boring. Like they're they're always like, oh, he's great, but there's no spark. And really, they're just like addicted to this insane roller coaster of highs and lows. And they think that without these highs and lows, it's the, like it's passion, yes, but it's not being comfortable. And being comfortable has a lot to do with love. And so Anxious Attachment I love this. Woman, I know, isn't this book the best? Yeah. I it. What It's called Attached? It's called Attached, yes. There's a lot of books out there on uh, the attachment theories, but a lot of it has to do with, like, children. So this is one of the only ones I found that has to do with, like, adult relationships, and it's by Amir Levine, MD, and Rachel Heller, MA. And I'm also, this weekend, I'm going to add to our website a section for all of our books of the week, so you can just have, like, almost a little reading guide for you I like fun that. yeah okay so anxious attachment women are apparently more likely to date anxious or, or... rewind anxious <laughs> attachment women are apparently more likely to date avoidant attachment men so let's talk more about another insecure attachment style which is avoidant attachment Avoidant attachment people are known to be like mysterious lonesome travelers, and they, they literally go... are like already like this is literally my relationship, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they can go out into the wild for months at a time on their own. Like maybe they escape to the desert, or like maybe they're just like I don't know. They avoidant attachment people interpret want to be and alone, and they like... just want to be alone. Yeah, and they're like brooding, like you know Brad Pitts of the world. <laughs> um, they interpret intimacy with a partner. As loss of independence. So they're constantly trying to push their partners away to keep them at arms, arms length. So they can feel like they still have that like sense of independence. Like I'm still myself. I'm not like, we're not a we, I'm still an I, that kind of thing. It's like when you're super into a dude, then all of a sudden you lose interest. Cause it could be both ways. It could be a woman being avoidant attachment. I have a lot of avoidant attachment tendencies myself. Um, so it's like when you're super into a dude, then all of a sudden you lose interest and start getting the ick like three weeks in, and you just feel trapped by the person. You're like, Ew, I'm so fucking over this guy. But like literally two weeks ago, you were obsessed with them. That's the avoidant attachment person's attachment system activating kind of similarly to the baby crying that's like anxious avoidant being like well where's my mom like the avoidant attachment person is like okay i'm gonna stop answering these texts i'm gonna like start going out with my friends again more like i don't know about this um even if they are really into the person so similarly to the style of like let's say prehistoric people that were out in this prairie and they were being chased by a lion and they had their like this little like circle like they're a chain link of arms and they knew that like the other people had their backs there's but also been like dangerous environments where instead on instead of relying on that close circle of homies to like have your back their situation was that the likelihood one person was going to be around for long was very slim so it'd make more sense just to not get too attached and to someone because they might just get killed by a tiger or something I don't know it's just like that keep keep it moving mentality keep it moving (laughs) yeah and some examples of avoidant attachment in adult relationships is like you reminisce on how free you felt when you were single, like now you're in a relationship and you're like, man, I really just miss being single. Like even if you were actually super depressed or lonely when you were single, but you just kind of like your brain has a funny way of xing that part out. Or maybe you feel trapped and you want to try to flee a relationship and you, so you go on a bunch of solo trips to wherever you want to go, like go visit all your buddies that don't live in the same city as you anymore. And you're just like, oh, well, I'm just going to go by myself. Uh, See you later, partner of mine avoidant attachment people are likely to ghost someone after they go on like a really good date because they get too intimate and they're like whoa this intimacy is scaring me now I'm just gonna like knock and text the person back and so that's I think where ghosting originates to be honest and a lot of like men
0: that you're just like no I haven't heard from him like yeah like like
1: literally like we went on this great date and I thought like we were really good and now all of a sudden I just haven't heard from him like he sent me just like one word text for the past week and you're just all confused and you're like what the fuck happened but wait
0: I thought I went really well like we had fun and then all of a sudden
1: you're not interested
0: wait a minute
1: (laughs) yeah additionally for people who are avoidant attachment um they like to fantasize about like even if with they're with a new current partner they're like oh, but like my ex was so great. Like maybe me and my ex will get together one day. It's called the phantom ex theory. And so when you're even with a new partner, you put this ex on a pedestal thinking that your current partner will never be as good as your ex was. Even if they were a piece of literal shit, you like totally black that part out. And you always keep in the back of your mind like, oh, but you know, maybe one day we'll get back together. Bitch, you won't. You won't get back together. Even <laughs> no. if you're single, you're not going to get back together. And maybe you do. Like there are people that crawl back to their exes, and like every once in a while they end up getting married. But more often than not, you crawl back to your ex, then you just get either heartbroken again, or it's like, oh yeah, this is oh, why we old fucking- ways. yeah, this is why yeah. we didn't work out. Like you just get really reminded of that real quickly. So. That's pretty much avoidant attachment. I think that probably struck some kind of memory with you. Either you are that person or you know somebody that is very similar to that. And it's not to say that all avoidant attachment people are like pieces of shit or they're never going to change. Like, that's totally not true. It's just you kind of have to be aware of like why they're going into it that way and just know that it's not you. And hopefully you're not an anxious attachment person. I'm so sorry, Anika, but hopefully you're not an anxious attachment person going in with an avoidant attachment person, because then you get into this like really warped, like cycle where it's like, you're clinging on to them and then they're like wait intimacy and they separate you from like their lives a little bit and then you know and then you're just like oh fuck I like need some reassurance and they reassure you and then you're like yay we're in love and then they push you away again and you're just like fuck
0: yeah uh I've always thought I'm just like I'm psychotic like I'm literally psychotic but I'm the first person to say because I will admit it but I now have a reason
1: yeah yeah I'm I'm anxious (laughs) all the time yeah I've I've definitely been in an anxious, anxious attachment, attachment style in previous relationships and I've totally acted the same way like like I just explained with the uh, the text that I went through and did all this crazy shit or like the dude at the Henry house that I would just like always show up and just be there because I always thought that he would like hook up with another girl if I wasn't there like that is also a very similar or a very common like attribute of being anxious attachment yeah um, I you're think just- the, like
0: I'm trying to learn how to like get out of it because like mm-hmm. withdrew, like he would never ever do anything mm-hmm. like bad. And so it's like, I do know that. And that's a lot of the things It's like, like when he goes out, I'm just like, I don't know about that. Like, I don't, but it's just, I think it's just old trauma. Like that just, I know how I have been the lowest of lows because of what happens and how, like when I've been so trusting and mm-hmm. With guys that I, I knew I could trust. And, and now it's just like, you know, I do that. And I'm like, I do, I have gotten a lot better because I've just stopped giving a fuck and I'm just like,
1: whatever, but. Yeah, but it does, you know, part of it definitely is your trauma response, but a lot of it yeah. also is, it's like in, deeply embedded into this anxious attachment style that you you actually, the best thing about these is that you are able to change them. They are deep habits within you, but they're not just, you can rewrite your future with your attachment style. Um, according to this book, people with anxious attachment have the most to gain by looking more into attachment theory, just FYI. But just like breaking any habit, this has been subconsciously instilled into your brain for so long that you have to give yourself a lot of time to break the habit, unfortunately. So don't expect this to change overnight, but just being aware is like the best first step, being like very self-aware. This is a great tip. So for when you're looking for like your next partner, let's say you're single and you're just like, How can I change to match my potential partner's needs? Like instead start choosing your partner on how they can fulfill your needs. And so with this, we go into secure attachment people. The best thing to do is to find a secure attachment person to be with. And to do this, you pretty much have to have to like really open communication from the jump. Like, and some people are like, I can't. So what do you mean I have to just go up to this dude on the first date and be like, I need you to love me and check in with me all the time and just be like there for me at all times of day. And if you're not, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. Like, no, you don't have to do that. Like, yes, you need to be openly communicative about what you need in a relationship, but you can totally approach it by being like, so this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for constant check-ins, like at least once a day. If I don't get that, it's not the vibe for me. So can you provide that? And it doesn't come off as like needy or like, you know, be like, oh. I'm so pouty and begging for you to love me. It's actually like, damn, this girl knows, knows what the fuck she wants. And so it actually is like a sexy thing. I think to most people is like, okay, like I could fuck with this. And like, you're very open and honest about what you need up front. And then if they don't provide that, then you're just like, okay, peace. Um, it does suck though. If you really are into the person, they're just not providing what you want, <laughs> but you kind of have to just have that like self-respect for yourself to be like, all right, this is what I asked for. They're not giving it to me and I'm not here for it. Another exercise for, say, avoidant attachment folks is to make a gratitude list because avoidant attachment have a tendency of, like, pushing people away all the time. And they trying to, like, look for negative attributes and like, their partner. Like, just, like oh, God, I hate the way he fucking, like, chews his nails. Or, like, I hate the way he, like, doesn't wring out the sponge. Or, like, just such a little things. They try to nitpick and just, like keep this constant ongoing list of why they shouldn't get close or commit to their partner and so that's why you should make like a gratitude list if you're avoiding attachment and you could do it daily you could do it weekly whatever you want to do but just remind yourself of all the ways your partner is improving your life daily even if it's the small things even if you're like they bought me a coffee today that was super sweet like you know it doesn't have to be huge ginormous they bought me a fucking car (laughs) I don't know And then studies have shown that if you get into a relationship with a secure partner, even if you are insecure attachment, you will in turn adopt more secure traits. Isn't that just fucking nifty? They're just setting the bar for us out there, these secure attachment people. Yeah, there's a whole, yeah, pretty much. Well, I think they're just so good at just reassuring and just like, they're very in tune with their partner's needs and they know how to voice like, oh, they obviously are like really uncomfortable that I just wasn't answering for 30 minutes. Like I'll just talk to them about it and be like, dude, I see that you were freaking the fuck out. Um, Everything's fine. Here's a selfie. This is what I'm doing. Like I'll get back to you again in 30 minutes, you know, that kind of thing. Um, But yeah, secure attachment people are great. They're super boring, whatever. Well, there's like a whole chapter on this, but, and it tells how like how special and uh peculiar they are and i'm sure that's true but all i have Did to I say for you guys peculiar peculiar
0: peculiar i can never say it and it drives like, me insane
1: it's like pelican peculiar. i think Beuler. i said that in the previous podcast i was like just Beuler. say pelican brewery but rearrange the letters. Beuler. Beuler. Um, if this doesn't get you to buy this book if this is like reaching out to you like it goes into so many examples and problem solving strategies, uh, for like how to break up with someone that's a non-secure partner, how to build your current relationship, even if you are dating someone that's anxious or avoidant, how to improve your own attachment style into becoming more secure. It's all so fucking cool. And it just kind of like gets you going in the right direction to kind of work towards that. And like, you don't have to break up with your partner if they're not secure or whatever it is. Like, if they are that's fucking great good for you you won the jackpot but you know there are plenty of people that are you know they could be an anxious attachment with an avoidant attachments and they do make it work you just have to like just self awareness i think is where you start and then you just move on from there but um if you were looking for very specific strategies uh there's like a whole list of this one this book tells you to make like a relationship history list like obviously by yourself not with your partner but you go and you like list all of your previous partners and then you like there's like six columns and tells you exactly what to write for each column and like you just kind of have to go through and go and like reminisce and remember and it's not like reminiscing like oh that was so great actually you're remembering all the things that kind of fucked you up and got you to this point and you can kind of pinpoint where things went went astray for you and like start working on it pretty much
0: what is where can you find
1: that um well you have to buy the book
0: well it's it, like the book has that in it like
1: yes the book has that in it um because um,
0: I want to do that that's like something that I need I literally already texted Drew I said I am anxious attachment and relationships look it up and he goes yeah that's you and I go oh my gosh I've pinpointed my craziness
1: <laughs> it's and not like, your fault
0: <laughs> I know and I'm like it's something that and he's like yeah it all makes sense and I said well yeah it's because my past relationships and everything everything's coming together thanks everything. Nicole you're my therapist
1: <laughs> no one needs therapy just come to me just kidding <laughs> I, I do not condone that I will lead you astray I'm not a therapist I am not a licensed <laughs> therapist but I just read some books sometimes <laughs> I yeah, love that it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, Annika, I'll I'll just send you the PDFs and stuff that are in the book. But um, yeah, I definitely recommend this book to people if any of that resonated with you or if you wanted to dive into more detail.
0: I love that book of the week. Can
1: thank I? you, thank you.
0: I think that is the one that I've related to the most. And yeah. I like that, which is because I've literally been like, why am I this way? Why do I turn crazy? And I just... I just think it's because of all of the relationships I've been in that have led me to this and it's gotten worse and worse in every relationship. Yeah. And then I finally get to this relationship where it's like, I have a home and I'm like, I know nothing would happen, but I still always think, oh my God, it's going to happen because it's always when you don't think it's going to happen, it's going to happen.
1: Yeah. That's
0: always what happened to me. And that
1: part of your brain gets activated and you just can't shut it off.
0: And I've had exes that just like, Literally, are like I'm out of town, and they just like don't text me back.
1: My legs asleep, and I have to (laughs) lay down.
0: And just like when they don't text you back, and don't text you back, and you're like, "What the hell? I'm not even there. I can't even check up on you. Like, what are you doing?"
1: Yeah, and your brain prove me right. (laughs) Yeah, and your brain needs that that. Reassurance, and it's not like it's not you being needy, it's just this attachment style that you have. Yeah. So, everyone yeah. out there, you can change that, you just have to become more secure. And, um, these I've authors, research yeah, it's it. very cool. Um, also, if you're currently in therapy, just bring it up to your therapist, I bet they know a bunch about it because it's a very common practice. And, like, I, my so I had explained some stuff about uh, my situation with my therapist, and she didn't bring it up until I brought it up. <laughs> it was like it's like, like, I think it was like your job. <laughs> a little bit. I was like, isn't this avoidant attachment? She's like, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, well, you didn't.
0: <laughs> like, I was waiting.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, I love but, this book of the week. Um, I feel I like this it. is a very relationshipy pod. And I love that for us because we are trying to dive into just a, we're trying to touch on all the subjects and it like, I don't know, relationships, Every dating, life. friendships, uh, friendships. mental health, yeah. you know traumas and responses normal
0: there was like something there's this issue that i've been dealing with in my relationship that has been an ongoing thing that Mm -hmm. it's nothing that bad but it's just something that you know he loves to do and i'm just like hey over here like i am not huge on this and and then i come to find out that two of my best friends to deal with it too and we were all FaceTiming and I'm like oh my gosh I had no idea that you guys are dealing with this in your relationship
1: yeah and and you guys could have been talking about it this whole time and just like
0: just talking about it getting support Mm yeah and Hannah goes she mentioned something that was like I really loved because she said um I really love that we had this conversation and I'm not leaving it feeling like I'm more mad at him yeah and I'm like, it's true because a lot of relationships, like when you have relationship issues and you talk to someone, they're like, that's stupid. Like, leave him. Like, what the hell? He shouldn't be doing that. Like, they try oh to like
1: light the fire, which yeah. honestly is not the best friend move to do. You need to keep the friends around you that are going to be honest up front and not judge you. You know, yeah. there has to be like a combination of all those three things. Because If you only have one, then you're not getting what you need out of your support system
0: exactly because when you've like when you have friends that you can like say the raw things and like because when you have those terrible issues in your relationship like you need to talk about them or they will build up Mm -hmm. but you need to have those friends that you can go to and like actually talk about the cold hard shit that's Mm -hmm. like this is truly what's happening and guess what like it's not like it's break up or die kind of thing it's like yeah I am dealing with this and And those friends are like, yeah, it's fucking hard. Like, I get that because that happens with me too. And then they can relate because it's like, every relationship goes through it. But it's like the people that you're like, oh, he said this one thing and they're like, you need to break up with him. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like- you know every
1: relationship is fucking hard yeah if you just broke up with someone out of every easy yeah out of every inconvenience you're gonna be single for the rest of your life like you do have to work on some things and you have to know what's a deal breaker for yourself because like what's a deal breaker for you might not be a deal breaker for your friend and so you're like Mm -hmm. okay I cannot deal with him going out and partying until like midnight on Fridays when I'm at home and for you that might be a deal breaker but for your friend they might be like oh no it's totally normal like I have full trust in them it's like okay like that's That's why we're here to like talk it out. And so we can totally get like different perspectives.
0: Yeah, I love it though. I mean, just having good friends is a key.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: They don't have to live by you. You don't live by me. You're one of my best friends and all my other best friends don't live here.
1: Yeah, I have um, a friend who was coming to me for advice for stuff and I was always very honest and upfront and we just kind of like fell out because they kind of, to me it seemed like they wanted someone to be like yeah fuck this guy like that sucks like whatever blah blah, blah. and the- but really I was just like being like okay like I hear you like I I understand but- that you feel this way and like that's totally valid but this is how it is from an outside perspective and then like she didn't love that and she got mad and now you know it is what it is and was like well I'm not gonna be that person that's just gonna like
0: sugarcoat
1: it gonna sugarcoat it or just be like yeah fuck that guy just for the sake of you know firing you up and giving you validation like I will tell you always I will always tell everyone their feelings are valid for sure 100% because you you can feel however you want to feel and I think that's what I look for in a friendship as well Is like someone that'll do the same for me be like yo I hear you but you're being kind of (laughs) crazy I'll be like oh my god I totally am thank you for that
0: (laughs) Yeah, and seriously, though, it's like it is, and that goes back to I, I don't know if it's last episode, two episodes ago, where we were talking about the friends, like high maintenance friends, compared to just like the real easy friends. Mm-hmm. It's easy friends that'll just be like, yeah, like, yeah, whatever. It's just, it's the ones with the no judgment that it is just like, yeah. People you can call crying and like upset about something, and they're there, yeah, They'll talk you through it and say, it's okay you like we'll talk about it you know and so it's Dude, just, you know
1: there's uh, another author her name's Brene Brown she says to keep a list of the people whose opinions matter to you and who pe- to, and for people who are honest and real with you fuck the rest like you don't want always, like, a Seriously. yes man. You don't want me be like, yes, yes, yes. Like, you want someone to be like, I hear you, but this is how it is. Like, that's the kind of people that you want in your life. Like, for sure. Not someone like, that's always disagreeing with you short. either.
0: Yeah, life's too fucking short and we're getting old.
1: <laughs> Shut up. No, we're not.
0: And, like, literally, we could all die tomorrow and it's the best friends that you have that will remember you. It's the ones that, that lie to you and don't give yeah. a do fuck that aren't they're gonna probably be talking shit behind your back literally
1: i know life is too short and that's why i quit my fucking job to figure out what i want to (laughs) do i had a friend reach out to me today it was like dude so i wanted to check in with you after your instagram post i posted on instagram with like a sappy caption being like i'm being i'm letting my soul sparkle and i quit my job and blah 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 and she's like i just want to make sure like you and Zayn didn't break up or something and i was like oh no i should probably have I mean sent that a little more clear but nope nothing like that I just am done with my job it wasn't serving me and here I go off into the void of the unknown
0: (laughs) hey I did that recently I had two months off and I ended up in another corporate job but you know that's a whole backstory but you gotta pay the bills yeah exactly so it's just it it really like I started like flipping furniture and doing stuff that I love and I just like I was working hard more I was working harder. <laughs> no more. Yes. I was, say more hard. <laughs> I was working harder when I wasn't working because I was actually flipping furniture and doing stuff that I like love. Dude. Yes. And instead, but obviously I wasn't making a living. So I had to get another job, but I'm like, you really just like have time to think and do things and hang out with people on a Wednesday at. 1 p.m. and not fucking care. Go get, but you go have get drunk to on Wednesday.
1: You literally have to earn it though, because you can't just like be a total bum and just like live off unemployment and shit. You have to be like working towards something that you really want to do, and then like you get to reward yourselves with like having that Wednesday at 11 to go to lunch with a friend without yeah. having to ask permission. You know, like you, you can't. That's what I was, was,
0: Like I've been yeah. just, like, deep cleaning and flipping this house, and like. DIYing furniture and I'm like my back hurts at the end of the night and I can't even walk because I've literally been like go 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 like yeah and I'm like I deserve being drunk on a Wednesday
1: (laughs) damn straight and then you might work until like midnight on a Saturday you don't know like it's just you fit you pick the way that you want to work your your hardest and for us I think it's stuff like that and it's not you know not showing up eight to six every day and never getting vacation unless you ask for it three months in advance.
0: <laughs> Literally though. I'm a robot. Tell me you need to
1: There's people are well, you're happy with quitting that. your but... job.
0: You're gonna just get this whole thing started. Yeah.
1: She's gonna- I'm so excited we have so I much to fun to be had and- <laughs> yeah you can keep yours until we get a sponsorship for whatever you want to do or if you want to quit yours I support that too but
0: I love my job but I just I can't pay the bills yeah just, it's just like my weeks go by <laughs> I feel like I just talked
1: <laughs> tell to me them. how you really feel <laughs> and
0: then it's like I literally I feel like we just hung out a week ago
1: I know but I know felt,
0: I felt like it was yesterday
1: yeah after we get done with like our recording and our editing and like everything and then I I like take a couple days off and I'm like oh I should probably start a new book of the week and all of a sudden I have to finish it in two days and I was like fuck
0: well it's literally we we drop on Thursday and yeah Friday and then Thursday is basically the weekend and then the weekend goes and then and you have to Monday, like you like- know
1: you have to eat your cake a little bit <laughs> anyways well uh, we're done
0: we're done complaining we love our lives we love we do we love we're so
1: happy to have this opportunity that you guys want to listen to us because it makes us feel so good and we it gives us purpose and fulfillment so thank you for that
0: and this is
1: episode nine nine episode
0: Nine. 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 nine well everybody thank you for coming I feel like this was a great inspirational episode and I can't wait to listen to it back because I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be out here googling my anxious attachment issues and
1: we're gonna be relearning stuff just by listening to it well thank
0: you all we'll see you guys next week we better fucking see you next
1: week don't you go anywhere okay bye